Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. Before we start with the GamerCast, I want to thank everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash makeusbetter, like our platinum executive producer, Mr. Corey Hicks at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18, and our gold executive producers, Edwin Callow, Josh Bloodborne Borboni, Mike BC, and Panache Malloy, and our executive producers, Devin Tice, Kyle Hyman, Brendan Myers, Tony Hutchinson, Donnie Reese, Stephen Iafrady, uh, Caro G- <laughs> Underwood, I was so ready to say, Dante Blue. Lady Jr. I almost skipped over Carol. Sorry, Carol. Dude, uh, Kevin Austin, Tammy Ryan, Robert Bobby Miller, and David Ram. Just going to leave that all in there. Guys, thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash make us better. If you don't, please consider throwing us a buck. If not, uh, maybe feel free to rate us on iTunes. That helps as well. If not, any of those things, I appreciate you, that you're here uh, listening and, and on the video, all that other stuff. So I'm going to stop rambling here and let's get on with the show where there's going to be more rambling. Welcome to episode 176 of We The Gamer Cast. Comes to you on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday. Oh, and YouTube.com uh, every Monday. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing, rating thumbs up, and tweeting all your good thoughts and happy thoughts, everything. You guys, I just really appreciate you being here. And if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, just tweet at me. I'm Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. This is one of those true strangers from the internet. Strangers on the internet, are they from or on? I never remember what I say. Honestly, that probably switches back and forth every single week. Um, last week was another one of those true with, uh, with Warren, the tech junkie CA. I probably mixed that up somewhere along the line. So guys, if you had trouble catching them, go back, listen to that episode. It was incredible. Um, and, uh, and follow my on Twitter. I'm, I'm, it's late at night. I feel weird about screaming. So like, that's why like this whole thing, I don't know. I don't know, man. If I can, I even continue to do the "Hey, it's me, Sean Capri" thing. Like sometimes I wonder if I should be doing this intro in my car, but then I think about like John Wall and their their dad diaries, and he's moved from his car back into like the sound studio and doing that whole thing, and it sounds great. By the way, John, I haven't had a chance to tell you that John Wall. Um, I love it. Dad Diaries is incredible. And you get it for a dollar a month at patreon.com slash megadads. Why am I pimping other megadads? Why am I pimping other, other patrons, uh, patrons? That's, that's just where we're at. We're at the end of the night. Chelsea's still coughing in the background. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, and we're going to get to my chat with an amazing human being. Sir, good, good God. Can you guys hear that? Good, good. <sighs> that's all night, guys. That's all night. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> Hope you're having a great day. Um, Sterling Silver and I just finished our chat just a moment ago. I'm about ready to edit this whole thing together and get ready for your ears and your eyeballs. And I want to thank him for seriously turning my my whole mood away or, around. Um, I, I just was in one of those like irreversible rotten moods all day long. Everything bugged me. Every little thing was just was just horrible. Uh, and then really it was nothing. There was nothing like really all that bad. It was a, it was a perfectly fine day. I saw my parents and we hung out with them. I took Lincoln to the, to the playground and he did the slides and that was all good. It was just like, ugh, I just felt like a lot of, ugh. So this show is very, it's very good for me on those days to just kind of come home and sit in front of the computer and get the lights all turned on so that my brain thinks that it's noon when it's actually closer to midnight than anything. And, um, I don't know, man. I just, it, it, it kind of speaks to when I was really, I haven't gone to, to therapy in a little while. Maybe I should go back. But one of the things that I learned was like, 
uh, try and do the opposite. If you're ever, if like whatever your mind is or, or whatever that negativity within you is telling you to do, do the opposite. So if the negativity is just like, just, just crawl into the basement and like sit in front of the TV and don't talk to anything or just like crawl away into the hole, um, do the opposite. If that's all you want to do, do the opposite. Go talk to somebody else. And that's what happened. And honestly, it worked. And I'm very grateful for, for Sterling Silver. It's, so I call you, is your, is it Mr. Silver? Is it Sterling? Um, and like, truth be told, like, I don't know, man. I'm baby. Baby is three weeks away. Maybe even two. Is it almost two weeks away? November 15th is when it's really happening. And like, but I just, uh, I'm not like good at the first few weeks. I think is probably the best way to put it. Like I'm really, I'm really like bad at no sleep. Like I'm really, really bad at no sleep. And, uh, I'm not looking for, like, I'm not, how do I say it? Cause I'm obviously looking forward to the baby. Like I, I cannot wait to, like I felt her tonight and she was crawling around up and, chelsea's belly and that was kind of cool and like it reminds me of lincoln before he was born and it's all good stuff and it's just like oh, son of a gun two hours at a time and it's just like timers and all that stuff and i'm like i just get a little nervous so i, I couldn't really shake that i couldn't also articulate that in a very good way so i just uh just a lot of uh so uh, a couple more of these episodes before baby's coming and we'll see what happens there <laughs> so hopefully you guys uh, you can just watch the bag. Somebody, I think Ribo or somebody can just like watch the bags under my eyes and make some sort of like sweet gift out of it. Kind of like when, um, Obama was into his fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year of being the president and he aged 25 years. Kind of like that, except I'm not the president and it's really not the same at all. Anyways, I'm rambling on a little bit too much. Um, I really have had a great week. Um, or last week uh, with Warren was amazing. And you guys should definitely check it out if you're new. And this episode is really brought to you because of uh, Bobby the Nintendo Guru. Uh, Sterling Silver was a guest on Nintendo Talk Live. And he's like, you got to get on We The Gamer Cast. And I was like, yeah, man. And this was a great chat. So I'll stop rambling. Why don't we get right into it? Follow, follow him at Sterling Gill. It's kind of like Sterling Guile, but without the E. It's kind of like that. So do that. And so let's get right into it. Here he is, Sterling Silver. What a day. Thank you so much, man, for rescheduling. This is, trust me, this is much better. I'm still not like, still not completely over today. And uh, this is generally like how the podcast basically just goes. You just sort of like <laughs> launch into things. But um, I was looking forward to it because obviously I saw you on Bobby's show. And I was <laughs> like, well, Canadians, we got to gotta stick together. We, we can't be talking to Bobby all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, after a day like today, Sterling Silver can cheer me up a little bit. So tell me, tell me something awesome that's been happening with you today or this week. What is, what's, what's going on in your life, man? Tell me, like, pick me up a little bit. I need a, I need a little pick me up from you. This, this will sound like kind of sad at first, but it has a, has a happy undertone. Okay. And, uh, on Thursday, I quit my job. I completely, I, I walked out mid shift and I know that's a really like mid shift. I love Um, it. So my, my like life philosophy is that if uh, there, you don't have enough time in this world to, to do stuff that you don't like and that you don't enjoy and the job was making me miserable, I was being treated badly, so I, I just left, I was done. Like I, It was the last straw. <laughs> wow, dude. Kate, I have so many questions about this because this is like everybody's dream to do this. Um, I haven't. I did this when I was, I think, 16 years old. And I was supposed to go in for a shift as a cashier at the at the local Safeway, and I'm just like, I, no, I don't think I want to do that. And so yeah. I just I just didn't. 
Um, so what was the job? You're not 16. You're almost 16. No. You're, you're, you'll be there one day. <laughs> very, um, very, very, you're a young man. But so what was the job? And like, how, how did it feel to just like, peace out? Um, I, I worked at a grocery store as one of the produce guys. Um, I've, I've worked all different kinds of jobs, but that one was definitely a lot of BS. Yeah. But to walk out was at, it was scary. But at the same time, I was like instantly liberated in a way. Yes. Like, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't tell anybody I was leaving. I, I didn't like say F you to my boss <laughs> yeah. and run out. I just, um, uh, you know, I, I cleaned up, I, I finished what I was doing and, and it was time for my break. And I just, I just went home. I walked home. No way, dude. Yeah. That is so, so now what, like, what's, what's the plan? Like what's. Also, hang on. No, not even there yet. I need to, I need to live in this moment. So walk me through the shift. Like, do you know what before going in that day that like, this is it? Or like you're on your last, you're on your, on your walk on thin ice. So like, where are you at mentally going into the shift? And then how does that happen? So the past few like shifts before this one, um, I definitely knew I was on my last legs. Like yeah. I was going to bed like the night before my shift, like staying up because I was either like really sad at the thought of going to this job that I hate or I was angry because I knew I wasn't going to be treated fairly and there wasn't yeah. much I could really do. Um, but going in, I was, I was definitely like, I just don't want to deal with anything today. I want to go do my work and come home and, and like enjoy my day. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I try not to be a negative guy and I, I don't want to bring that into work, but, um, as soon as I got in it, it, it started like <laughs> the... I want to explore this a little bit too, because, okay. So my, my day, uh, my day was a like very, just, just every, every little thing. And they were, trust me, like everything was like a little thing that just kind of kept eking away at me. And I'm such like a positive person that like when negativity kind of creeps its way in, it's just like, come on, man. Like I'm putting all I got into this world. I'm trying my best. And it's just like, can you give me a little something? And when then people don't and people try to maybe take advantage of that, or like they don't see yeah. the positivity that you're putting out there. You're just like, I had a, I sold my a camera to a lady today and I'm still dealing with her. And she's just being a B man. She was just being just the worst person. And I'm yeah. just like, golly so is this is this a recurring theme for you because you are a super positive guy like you can't help but smile you're just like sitting there like i'm just <laughs> podcasting so i'm just gonna be like million dollar smile i love it like is this a i don't know man it, is that a thing that kind of like recurs in life or is this maybe one of the first times that you've had to deal with something like this uh like i said going back to my prior philosophy that like i don't do things i don't enjoy as soon as I stop enjoying something, I'm such a millennial and God, I hate saying that, but like <laughs> as soon as I stop liking something, I'll drop it. I'll drop mm -hmm. it right away. And, and depending on like, if we're talking about jobs, depending on um, my relationship with whoever I'm working for in the company will depend on like, if we leave on good terms type deal, mm -hmm. like I can either, you know, I'll give my two weeks notice or I do it, I'll do the other day and leave Mitch. <laughs> I love it. Well, here, I'll say this. I, I, I think that there's a time and place and there, it can be appropriate in some cases and not in other cases. So like, enjoy it, man. I hope that that was just like the best feeling ever. Just like midship. Like how many hours did you have to go? Like, were you literally in the middle of it? Yeah, literally. I, I was right in the middle of my shift. Holy crap, dude. I just love it. It's just like, I'm living vicariously through you. Just like, I don't like this. <laughs> 
And so this is another thing too, like, I think that we all can remember the days of a job or maybe right now where some people are living a job that we just, just hate and you want it to get out. So hopefully people can also live vicariously through you. But also like one of my, one of my pet peeves and you're helping me like remember this. <laughs> I need a reminder every once in a while. So one of my pet peeves is like when I go into like a retail store or a grocery store or anything and, and like the person doesn't say hi. Right. Like it seems like they're supposed to be the one to kind of instigate. And I'm just like, I shouldn't be start this. But the thing that I need reminding of is like these people are working their ass off and very likely have a manager who's like not recognizing their hard work or maybe treating them like crap or maybe treating them unfairly. And they're just trying to get through the day. So I think that you may be leaving this experience behind. Um, But what I hope is that like so many people who have worked that type of job or maybe worked in the service industry i think everybody should work in the service industry by the way (laughs) yeah definitely you know like you just like i i worked in service much longer than i worked like i worked in restaurants much longer than i worked in grocery stores and so like that experience really sticks with me like anytime i go to a restaurant like i'm given i I tip too much i'm giving the benefit of the doubt that like probably i have too many tables or there's probably something going on in the kitchen and so i hope that that's something that you kind of like take with you throughout life too because i think everybody should have those experiences because that's not going away anytime soon man yeah i i definitely have like even if i go out uh like to a restaurant or like you said like to a grocery store and i go with like my mom or maybe some of my friends and they're kind of like they get agitated easily like at, at one of the employees or something i just say like, like calm down it's okay it's it's probably not their fault like again they're they probably hate this job and they're trying to be nice to you. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the you one know. thing we should all just assume about everybody working. It's just like, if anybody's given anybody a hard time, that pro- that person probably just hates their job. And we can yeah. all relate to that maybe a little bit, at least one point in our lives. I, uh, my first job was, was McDonald's. And every time I swear, every time I go to McDonald's and like, if I go to the cash or not, I, I always like lean into the cashier. I'm like, listen, I know you hate your job, but like, no you're, you're doing great. <laughs> and they're always like, like with the saddest eyes, they're like, "Thank you, thank you, <laughs> dude." You, you know what you just did too. This is the best. Any of the parent, uh, Adam Adam Leonard from Mega Dads is definitely nodding right now. Uh, parents do that as well. Parents yeah. are just like going up and down. They're just like trying to get through the day, and they're just and, and another parent looks at them like, "You're doing great," and they're just like, <laughs> just they both like get a stranger hug going, and it's all good, man. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an ultimately a positive thing. Because why? Like, what does this allow you to, aside from maybe leaving the negative energy behind, like, what does this now open you up to do, if anything at all? Well, I mean, I'm pretty broke, so I do need a new job. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm now I'm we're excited. launching patreon.com slash sterling silver. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> yeah, go find Please me. Please put food com. on my table. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no. man. Um, it, it can definitely lead to, it has led to me focusing more on, on my writing, yeah. but um, it can just, it'll just end up with me getting a job that I like mm-hmm. more. The thing is, is that I, I know that no matter what kind of job I get, it's not going to be something I'm fully happy with because of what I'm fully happy with is writing. And yeah. I can't do that full time now, mm-hmm. but if I can just get something that's tolerable that I can work at a couple times a week while I'm in school, then it's all good. And I'll be, you know, happy as a cucumber. How is a cucumbers apparently are just like cool and happy, man. Yeah. It's just the greatest vegetable. Who knew? <laughs> it's just awkward looking mostly. 
Um, so how is it like balancing school? I mean, like I did the same. I, I worked in school and did all the, all the things. Um, how were you finding that? Like, I, I just remember being completely overwhelming. Like I, I, I kind of like wear it as a badge of honor. Like I did the stuff. Like I, I went to school and then on Friday nights I worked at a restaurant until three in the morning. And then I worked at the gas bar at 5 AM the next day and just kind of like did that, that shift. And it's like, that sucked ass, man. Like that was really. <laughs> Not I was I would fall asleep at at work I'd like grab the do you, do you have the yellow pages Do you know what the yellow pages are Yeah, yeah. the big phone book Yeah yeah so I don't know I'm very young so I'd fall asleep on that and then people would like they would ring a bell whenever somebody pulled up with their uh, that they're they're pumping gas and that's how that was my alarm clock So Jeez. I don't I don't want that for people You know what I mean Like we did it but like I I really do like I think it's very easy You kind of shrugged off the millennial kind of like <laughs> I don't like this so I'm not gonna do it. I admire that quite a lot, actually. I, I actually, um, I want to turn it over to you in a moment here, but uh, my hairdresser just, she, she left me. My hairdresser dumped me this week, so it's Ooh. been a very rough week for me. But she's moving to British Columbia. She's like, I don't know what <laughs> we're going to do. We're going to go to Mexico for a month, and I'm going to, and she's like, we'll figure it out when we get there. And I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. Like, I just think that there's, you're, exactly your, to your point, life is too short to live by all the rules, man. Absolutely. So, so I want to link it back to video games at some point here because you're wearing a Phoenix down shirt, which is probably like the greatest Phoenix down shirt I think maybe I've ever seen. It's just so <laughs> like if you're a geek, you, you get it. But yeah. if not, like I don't even know what it's supposed. It might be like a it looks like it could be like a school T-shirt or something <laughs> like a like a university like club or something like that. Yeah. Well, I can't read the text underneath where it says Phoenix down. What's it say underneath it? Uh, saving lives since 1988. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it links into your to your Twitter bio. Uh, nothing quite like a good RPG. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your your history with role playing games, man. Oh boy. Uh, my first one was definitely Pokemon. Pokemon on like red, blue, and yellow on the Game Boy. My brother would would bring home other people's Game Boys to train up their Pokemon because they didn't want to do it. Come so, on. So like. Yeah, I I like watched him play every now and then, um, and that was definitely my first experience. And then it it moved on to things like Fable on the Xbox. Um, That's quite the jump, I would say. Yeah, uh, it was it was <laughs> I I didn't even think of that. That's pretty extreme. Yeah, Pokemon like on the Fable, where you can <laughs> definitely do some very adult things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like and this then, very juvenile catch them all to just be pure evil and change <laughs> yeah very strange so that's just the that's just the world that you lived in though that i guess you're playing pokemon which was older yeah right? you weren't even playing you weren't playing pokemon when it was new no i was probably playing it oh 2003 four yeah holy so, cow yeah. man <laughs> and then fable so you, you mentioned your brother had an xbox is that what's the family dynamic of you guys playing games and stuff um, my dad bought us like a few first consoles. Like we had a PlayStation one and Xbox and, uh, we eventually got a Game Boy SP. Nice. So, yeah. That the, the SP is definitely where a lot of my RPGs like came in, like with Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and mm-hmm. Fire Emblem and stuff like that. But, um, it, it's the typical like brother dynamic. Like he was player one, I was player two. We tried to share as, as best as we could. Got into lots of fights. Yep. How much older is he than you? Uh, three years. So he's turning twenty-five. Oh, he's yeah. so old, man! Holy yeah. cow! 
25 you guys can barely relate anymore he's just like getting up into his mid-20s and everything yeah he actually just moved out to uh bc and i'm from ontario it was pretty pretty extreme i think you're the second you might only be the second on uh ottawa guest on here i had i had miranda on here a little while ago oh really yeah she's she's the only one so I love um I love the fact that through the Game Boy SP, Advanced SP you were playing like classic classic games and just kind of go like as if they were new. Same thing with Pokemon, I guess. Like playing them as if they were new and just you wouldn't know otherwise. And that's kind of like what launched me. So uh, actually, hang on, I want to jump over to school for quickly for a second because <laughs> I've always said that there's a there's a strong link between people who play role playing games and very smart people. What do you what are you studying in school? Uh, uh professional writing. Yeah, of course. So you're putting together complex ideas and articulating properly because you've been reading through video games since you, I don't know, started learning how to read. Like, this is the (laughs) thing, man. I needed video games when I was a younger kid. Like, I needed needed to own role-playing games in my life. Almost all of my – my program's like half business, half creative. Mm -hmm. And everything creative I do, all of my ideas are somehow – even if in the smallest way rooted in like a video game, mm-hmm. like just a small, tiny idea that I've changed a bit or taken and, and like made into a short story or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's ugh, the the power of, of video game stories has indeed changed my life. How so? I was going to ask you about that, but I'm glad you brought it up. Like how how have video games kind of impacted you in that way? Um, I'm definitely an advocate for the whole uh video games are are a good distraction yeah because uh i knew i was gonna end up talking about this on here but uh this is a little personal story that i haven't really shared with many people but when i was around 13 14 um my family was not very well off we uh it was it was I think around 2010. So the the economy wasn't doing well. My parents had lost their jobs. We had a family business that went under, and um, my parents were just in the in the cusp of getting new jobs. So I was home alone a lot, and uh, we lived in a big house. So I had to take care of everything. Um, uh, my brother had just moved out. Just stuff like that. I was alone all the time, and mm-hmm. and all I had was my Xbox. Yeah. Uh, my Xbox 360. And I played, I was playing it today. I, I played uh, Final Fantasy 13 a lot. Wow, yeah, man. And uh, I became so engrossed in the story. It just made me forget the fact that I was freezing cold. I was starving. Like, oh my gosh. I was incredibly lonely. And honestly, those were probably the best, like, two years of my life. Like, I learned so much. I, be, I grew up fast. Um, and, and I just learned to, to, to love other people's stories, to love learning about other things and to become engrossed in something so much that you literally love it. Like it's, I, that's kind of when I knew, um, stories would always have a part of my life and that I'd enjoy telling stories as well. 
And so, like, and that's the thing is that you, from the very beginning, were into role-playing games, so the stories were always a strong element in them, whether it was Pokemon where they, maybe you kind of make up the story a little bit more on your own, <laughs> or maybe where they're a little bit more overt, and it's, like, with Fable and everything like that. And then, like, to lead you to a point, like, it's, I don't know, man, like, I get a little cosmic like this every once in a while, where it's just, like, <laughs> what are the chances that the thing that you were introduced to at such a young age and you found a love for like was there to support you when the time when you needed it the most you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and so like i'm just i'm happy that that was there for you but i'm i'm heartbroken that you had to go through that and no honestly i i I don't want anybody to feel bad um see that's what everybody says you and like freaking donnie (laughs) reese everybody who comes over here with like this this courageous and these stories is just like but nobody feel bad like how where does that come from like what do you what are your parents like tell me about your parents a little bit um they're workaholics they they they, from you know ever since i can remember my parents have always been super hardworking. they they put their lives into their jobs yeah um for a big part of my teenage years, my parents worked together, whether it was our family business or just jobs they had afterwards. Yeah. But um, they've, <laughs> I I don't know, it's two generations, right? Because they've always uh, stuck with their jobs, even if they hated it. I know my dad, one of his uh, latest jobs, he hated with a passion mm-hmm. and he stuck with it. And look at me, I, I quit my job in the middle of my shift. So there's definitely a generational thing, but now that I find like now that I'm doing what I like with writing, I know I'm going to stick with it for the rest of my life. Do you think do you think that there's even a possibility that your that your dad maybe at some point maybe quit one of his jobs, maybe in the middle <laughs> of his shift, but like no notice or anything like that, or like because like I it it is it is funny that. I think that happens with that no matter what generation it is. There's always going to be like this perception. Like my dad is, and my parents are very similar, like very, very hardworking. Mm-hmm. But like I should ask my dad, was there ever a time, like think, cause he's going to have to think back a long time. He's pretty old. <laughs> is there ever a time that like maybe you were 15, 16, maybe in your 20s or sometimes you just didn't want to do this thing and you, you left because you know your dad as he is now, but you yeah. never knew your dad when he was your age. That's most yeah, of the time. Absolutely. That's just how how time works. So I just the only reason I bring it up is because like I remember quitting, but like what I want to do is is show my son like a hard work ethic. But there's that imbalance of I, have, I talked to my therapist about this as well. In that um, sometimes like there's this there's this need to um, when you when you try and lead by example, you leave out all of the like you kind of only show half the picture. Yeah. You don't, you only show like the positive side. You don't see like the dark side of the moon kind of thing, but like that helps round out everything else and makes it more real. So I wonder if, I wonder if you were to ask your dad, like is like, cause the other side of this too is as, and I know my, from my experience is that as I get older, um, the options get a little bit more limited. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go from like one to the next to the next. Like it's just, it gets a little bit more tricky and the stakes are higher. So you can't like, so you stick with a job that you're not really enjoying, but you're kind of like, I feel a little stuck. So yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like it might be an interesting conversation for, for you and your dad to have. And, and as I'm saying this, it might be an interesting conversation for me and my dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing was, is that my, my philosophy of, of just quitting something if you don't like it was that pretty much became rooted in my parents because I've seen them do jobs that they hate. And they've mm-hmm. been miserable. And same with some of my friends' parents. Like 
they just do jobs that they hate and they're so like they don't become like bad parents but you can just tell they're unhappy people mm-hmm. and that bugged me down to my core yep. like i thought about it constantly and i just said to myself like i never want to be like that i never want to be that upset or that stuck in life that yep. i'm wasting 8 9 hours a day literally being upset because and, as as short as life is like as as limited as our days are uh, a lifetime is a long time to be yeah. doing a thing that you hate the I, the average person spends 50 years working bah. and one third of your day is spent working another third of your day is spent sleeping mm-hmm. so if you're spending eight hours a day doing something you don't like for 50 years i mean that's that's a waste of your entire life right yeah yeah man yeah that's actually that i'm glad you put it like that because i'm also very like i'm just drawing like the pie chart in my mind like yeah that's that's too much of the pie man you need Mm. like more delicious pie everybody needs a little (laughs) bit more delicious pie in life everybody okay so i want to know uh after people are listening to this i want people to write into us either on twitter or whatever and let us know how you all quit your jobs (laughs) (laughs) man that's so funny um okay so speaking of jobs i remember when i i haven't changed jobs in a long long time i've been in the same place for nearly a decade if you can believe it yeah going on 10 years in may i'll be at the same place but i can still remember my interview and uh the the lady asked me what what were some of the last books that you read and i thought that thank god i read a couple books because like like i had just recently getting into to reading otherwise i wouldn't have had an answer i'm not gonna ask you what books you're reading i want to ask you like what are the last three games that you played like what what's been on your kind of like rotation you mentioned uh you've been playing 360 today but what else is has been going on um, I've been watching my, my roommate play Red Dead Redemption 2, but I don't think that counts. But, it um... counts. At least, what did you think, though? I haven't, so I bought it, I pre-ordered it, it's all loaded up, and I still haven't, haven't got to it yet, because that's just dad life right there. Um, I, I don't entirely like commenting on games I haven't actually played, but the thing I've noticed from watching him is that things like side missions and stuff like that comes so incredibly naturally like really like you'd be um you know you just finished one one mission you're walking to go you know get on your horse to leave town and you see in the distance like uh, like two people fighting and they're arguing about something and you can go walk up to them and that Mm -hmm. initiates like a a mission pretty much and and it just seems so random sometimes, like some of the stuff you run into, and it it's definitely like next gen uh, mechanics in that way. I, I I guess you could say. Nice. Oh man, I cannot freaking wait to get it. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the uh, in the middle of this question about the other games that you're playing on. You mentioned you're you're watching your roommate play. Yeah. What's your roommate like? How did you guys meet? How are you friends? Are you, like, is it is it working out okay? Yeah, so <laughs> I live in a four-bedroom house with seven people. What? Um, was this San Francisco? I thought you were in Ontario. I thought you were in Ottawa, man. I thought it was not San Francisco. Yeah, we um, all of us except one are from the same hometown. We all went to high school together. Um, and my the roommate I'm talking about, he's a year older than me. And we knew each other and we'd hung out a few times, but... Our friendship really started in our first year of post-secondary. He was in uh, 
college I was in university and we were living in the same city and we just started hanging out because we mm-hmm. didn't really have many other friends and uh in in May he moved in with me because he needed a place to stay and our rent is is literally the cheapest in the city um like per person or already and then you're dividing it by seven people uh like af- both, di- after dividing it's it's cheapest it's yeah it's uh Oh, I don't even want to say because it's such a steal. Oh my god! Uh, We're all gonna swarm into your neighborhood, man. <laughs> it's we pay two fifty a month. What? Yeah. That's, well, I mean, there's seven people though. Like, let's. Yeah. Well, um, what's that? What's that like? Is it a big house at least? So you got, It seems like you have your own space. I don't. I don't see anybody next to you. <laughs> it, next to it's you. it's pretty cramped. Like I'm Is filming it? in my bedroom by my bookshelf. And if I spun my camera around, like there's no there's no real room. But we all get our own like bathrooms. We share a kitchen. Uh, we have a big living room, but it's like a medium sized house, I'd say. Yeah. Does everybody game, or just is this the one dude who's kind of like into gaming, or what's what's the dynamic there? Is there like is um, there partiers? Man, with seven people, you can have like th- like three different clicks going on in that, <laughs> in that house. Man. That's that's kind of what it is. Like is it- okay, so me and him are like we're not like pro gamers but we're gamers yeah like you take you, you read up on the news you play all the time yeah like okay i, I, get it. I write about games he makes games he makes then, games yeah he's a he's a game developer um no big deal. And that's what he's in school for too sweet and then my my girlfriend's kind of like more casual and then um is your girlfriend have, one of the seven people yeah yeah she, we live together and then we have another guy who lives with us, and he's kind of like a casual, like Fortnite gamer. And then <laughs> everyone else doesn't really game. Yeah, casual. Okay, so I love that the man. You got the whole the whole spectrum there. Tell me, tell me what it's like to live with your girlfriend amongst. Uh, is she the only female in the house? No, no. There's. Oh God, I literally have to think about. It Holy, so you have a freaking classroom in your house, man. There's. Three guys. Wait, there's. That's hilarious. The fact that you have to like, <laughs> like think about this. If you were to hand out like Valentine's cards, you'd have to like, you'd have to go through a whole freaking pack just for your house, dude. There, okay, there's three guys and four girls. Okay. Oh wow, um, so you guys are outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. There's there's three couples, and then the one girl, and then her boyfriend o- always comes over. So. And then we all always have friends over. So there's always more than seven people in the house. Dude, I don't know why you don't just like set up hidden cameras around the house and just do your <laughs> own like, big, brother. big brother Canada, man. This would be <laughs> incredible. You got like the internet and everything. You can have the streaming 24 seven. You got it happening right now. I always said that if I won the lottery, I would totally put up a like a $50,000 prize for, for people. Isn't that what it is in Canada? It's like such a crappy prize for people yeah, in Canada. Yeah. I love like, big brother, but it's like... The Canadian version is so much less worth it. So ghetto, man. <laughs> like the whole thing is like sponsored by the brick, which yeah. is like like a, a furniture store here. It's like I don't even know what would be comparable in the States. It's just this over the top cheesy yeah. furniture store. And yeah, it's basically got like the tag sitting on all the furniture in the house. <laughs> like the whole thing. It's just like Canada doesn't do sponsorship su- like subtle at all. No. Like even our like the CFL, they've got like the, the badges on the front of their jerseys. It's just I don't know. Are you proud Canadian? Are you proudly Canadian? Um. Yeah. Same. I, yeah. I don't know because it's like I'm. I'm happy I'm in Canada. I love it here. But like, 
I've I've never understood the whole concept of patriotism in a way. Mm. Like I'm just happy to be human. I'm just happy to wow man to to be alive and and I really think that things it's patriotism is good in a sense, but I think it's another thing that kind of in a way creates divide between people mm-hmm. if if it's if it's thought about in an unhealthy way but uh, i'm just happy to be here <laughs> dude i freaking love that um gosh i don't want to dwell on the whole and i want to go somewhere else okay so what are <laughs> what other games what what other games are you playing these days man um it was late at night i i'm i have i don't have trouble sleeping i don't like sleeping i should say that but it was like Mania. four in the morning, and I just booted up Sonic Mania because I think that's always a fun thing to play. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all, dude. <laughs> your um, your taste is so like all over the place. You oh, have so many different games on the go. Yeah. Um, and what else? Um, I always have my GameCube on the go. Something. Yeah. I always have a Fire Emblem game on the go. I usually have a Final Fantasy game on the go. And like something third that I'll just like dabble in a little bit, like Sonic Mania or or like, like Legend. Are, are you repeating games? Like you say, you have Fire Emblem games on the go all the time, oh. and Final Fantasy games. On, like you're you're playing these over and over and over again. Oh yeah. Uh, I in in high school when I was in like the cusp of my Final Fantasy like obsession, I could play Final Fantasy thirteen literally with my eyes closed. I there were some nights where I was just going, and I was just like. This is so easy. Like I'm just, I, I, I played it so much that that it, it became like second nature. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, that is the funniest thing. My my wife played a bunch of Final Fantasy 13 until she got to. You probably you played this so many times. You probably know. Unless it was a re- recurring boss, it was like um, it looked like a wall essentially. It was just yeah. this big old wall, and then she just she's like, I can't be. And she she played it for maybe two or three days after that, and she couldn't beat it. And she's like, and she just that was it. She quit the game. She, my wife for age quits like nobody else, man. It is <laughs> it is a sight to behold where she'll just be like, "That's it, I'm done, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm never playing it again." Uh, the one thing that she did, she she really tried to rage quit, but I don't think she she failed at it. This is the only time I've seen it happen was with um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, she's okay. like, she's like, I just hate this game. God, I, and she's just like, she fires it up and she's like, this is the stupidest game. <laughs> she's sitting there playing it. Do you ever, do you ever have that with game? Do you ever like kind of like push through, or is the games fall into the whole like I'm not enjoying myself, so I'll kind of move on to something else mentality as well. Um, I think they do, but I push yeah. through it. <laughs> like, there's times where I'm getting mad, and I can tell like if my girlfriend's sitting beside me, she's on the cusp of saying like. Like maybe you should put the controller oh, down. Yeah, no. and that like makes me more mad. I know. But, um, <laughs> this year has been the worst because this is the year I got into Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Oh yeah, man. And that's just uh, rage inducing. Somehow, like the, there's like a voice that pops in your head, just like you could try again, but you're not yeah. going to do any better. And you're just like, I'll do better. I'll show you. But just so one more this time. Is, this is the first year that you got into either of those types of games. Yeah, I I had played Dark Souls once a couple years before, but mm-hmm. I was just like too it was too um like daunting. Yeah. I I was like this is too hard. I don't really want to try and get into this right now. But I started with Bloodborne and Bloodborne's definitely a lot easier I agree. and it flows a, a a bit better because it's newer. Yeah. But I I played that and then when Dark Souls Remastered came out on Switch, me and my roommate bought that and we're playing it together cuz he's a He's a Dark Souls veteran, and 
I'm new to it, so. So are you guys like passing the controller back and forth? Like that's like that's like old school, man. You're just sitting there, Oop. just trying to get further and further. With with Dark Souls, you can play multiplayer. So we both have a Switch, so we we can play together. Like at the same time. Wait a minute. Walk me because th- I've always I've always seen like the ghosts of somebody else who's been in that area, and that's kind of what the multiplayer that I've seen through Bloodborne at least. But like, what is like? You're are you standing like side by side like co op multiplayer? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What? You can, I think you can have up to four people. But uh, yeah, I had no idea I, this I was a thing. When I first because like, I was like. How is it so hard if you're playing with four people? And it really isn't that hard if you have have like people with you. But um, the way it, it it's really not the greatest way. But like you have to set a password, and then you have to like get to a certain point, and you can put like something on the ground that other people can see, mm-hmm. and you can ask them to join your game. And but yeah, I mean he's good at it. So whenever I get stuck, I'm like, hey, come play with me and get me through this boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice man. I so, had like, no idea Dark Souls was multiplayer at all. Yeah, and I love I love the fact of uh, I thought this game was supposed to be hard. I'm just like <laughs> that's twice now. You're just like, oh my god, Final Fantasy games are so easy. I can do this <laughs> with my eyes closed. Have you have you eventually fallen asleep playing games though? Because that's a that's a milestone in life. That's a something every gamer is, as especially men will will at some point get to a point in our lives where like, oh man, I'm actually falling asleep right now. Um, the closest. The closest I ever gotten was uh, last weekend during our our twenty four hour live stream. Mm-hmm. And uh, did we you started... do extra life last week? Is that what that was for? No, extra life is on November third. I know we some did... people kind of do all over the place. Like some people do other times. So I was wondering. Yeah, we just did our own twenty four hour charity stream for uh, the Children's Wish Foundation, and. Um, uh, I don't want to like take credit, but like it was, it was kind of my idea to do it. So I'm the one that that did the 24 hours. Mm-hmm. How did that go? <laughs> oh, it was a blast. Was it? But, oh, good, good. But at we started at 5 p.m. Yeah, and at about seven or eight in the morning the next day, that's when like I was playing and just like, like literally about to hit the ground, like. Cause I was so tired and my roommate like walked in and he's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, thank God you're here. I was literally about to like crash. And did that help? Like that actually like woke you up? Did you, did you have any other like pick me ups? Like, you know, a little, little crack cocaine or, or energy. <laughs> just kidding. We, we made that joke a lot. Everyone's like, how are you going to do this? I was like, I'm going to do some crack. Just crack. <laughs> um, everyone said like drink coffee or energy drinks, but I knew if I did that, I'd have energy for like three, four hours and then crash even harder. Mm-hmm. So I stayed away from that. I just, I just did it through pure willpower, baby. Damn. So what were the games <laughs> that you played for the stream? Like, cause I, I, I did extra life, I think two years ago before I had our son. And then ever since I'm kind of like, I feel like I'd be kind of, kind of disrespecting the fact that I need every ounce of sleep that I can get these days <laughs> and do yeah. the 24 hour marathon. I'm like, I just don't know about this right now, but, um, when I did it, I was very selective in the games that I played because there's certain things, certain games that like that you can just easily play and, and steamroll through for a few hours, and they kind of keep you engaged for a few hours. So, like my selection was very particular. I'm curious if your selection of games that you played for the 24 hours was just as selective, or if it didn't matter to you at all. Um, we did like half horror slash like like Halloween games just because oh, yeah, like man. it's October, and then the other stuff we tried to keep like like party games so 
I can name them all off if you want. I think I can remember them all. Let's do, we, okay. Challenge accepted. Uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion, nice. Mario Party, Mario Kart, Bloodborne, uh, Eternal Darkness, yes, Majora's Mask, uh, Resident Evil One. Um, dude, Until I freaking Dawn. love this. These are old games, man. Like yeah. most of these are old, old games. You and Jonathan Brown should hook up, man. You guys are both like cut from the same cloth, dude. Because yeah, like I, I you didn't, started you were, in the GameCube era, so yeah, but you didn't grow up with that, really. Like, yeah. So me and Bobby talked about this, but I've always been like a generation behind until um, like PS3 and Xbox 360. So yeah. I had the GameCube when like the Wii was out, and like I didn't even know about the Wii. Like I just had my GameCube. I played I like it. I played Melee and Sunshine and and stuff like that. And um, that's how most I people lived... treated the Wii U. That's what that's what basically <laughs> happened. They just didn't even know the Wii U was a thing. And that's yeah. I I lived in a super small town, so like I didn't have internet till I was fourteen, fifteen. So like I didn't know what the hell the Wii was. Like I didn't hear about it till mm-hmm. years after. How small I, a town are we talking about? I'm always interested because I, I I grew up in in Edmonton, which is not a big city, but it's a city, and you get yeah. all the things that a city gets. Like, what's the what's a small town like for you? Um, my high school probably had like four or five hundred people. Okay. Um, my town probably had like three four thousand people. Okay, so that that's actually amazing. That sounds like the high school had more people than I would have expected. For um, a city of that that few the people. The high school was a culmination of about four or five towns. Oh, okay. So yeah. what's that? So you guys are all kind of coming into the same. It's almost like a little melting pot. Yeah, we had like one town in the middle, and yep. everyone like culminated at that to go to school. Mm-hmm. So do you? Okay, so this is the thing. Like you know, you have TV. You don't have the internet until you're whatever fourteen, fifteen mm-hmm. years old. Um, but you have TV. Like, are you aware of how different? like your upbringing or your like your youth is compared to people in the city or people maybe like five hours drive to uh to ottawa or to toronto or something like that like are you aware that like things aren't the same for you growing up as it is for a lot of other kids oh yeah definitely like it was all throughout my life it was we always made jokes about like living in the middle of nowhere (laughs) like not knowing anything like um i went to there were anything (laughs) we um in my high school, throughout my whole career, there was two two black kids. That's it. There were no gay people. Mm-hmm. There were one family of Asians. Everyone was white. Like that's it. Yeah. There was there was no diversity. Nothing. <laughs> and we knew it. We you know we made jokes about it. It was it was a town of rednecks. Yeah. And um, I definitely I wasn't like an outsider at all, but like I definitely felt like, um being a nerd wasn't like the the uh the thing that would make me popular in high school which is crazy i mean you probably would need like a giant high school even because like ner- i don't know like nerds are kind of like the the few and far between whereas like all the like everybody will like kind of give up the things that they truly love just to conform so like even nerds are even harder to find mm-hmm. so in a town of of three thousand people or in a high school of four or five hundred people it's like you're kind of hard pressed to really find anybody like that. So like, thank God for the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank well, God for the internet. The thing was, is that it was such a small town and you know, you always hear, Oh, it's a small town. Everyone knows each other. That was so true for our town. Like we, there, there was clicks, like there was groups of different kinds of people, 
but we all knew each other so well that like we didn't like make fun of each other or or really give each other hard times for the stuff mm-hmm. we liked so like um um i was a popular kid in a way because like i did everything i could like i played every sport i could i was in every club just because i wanted to keep myself entertained because it was so boring yeah yeah man but um is there a danger of like, cause, cause you always hear about that too. Like my wife grew up in, in Saskatchewan, which is just a giant field. Like you can see the other side of it. You <laughs> said on one board, you can see the other side too. Um, they have a, I think they have a mountain called, uh, table mountain. I think it's called, I was called tabletop mountain. It's just like the flat. Oh my God. That Saskatchewan is hilarious. Um, but yeah, like a lot, like you don't have anything to do. So might as well do like drugs and alcohol and like drive a tractor up the hill and see what happens when it rolls down the other side. Like just stupid, crazy stuff. Yeah. So you're doing uh, like sports and stuff to kind of keep yourself out of trouble. Yeah, that's, I, uh, I, I didn't really get in trouble in that sense. Like I, yeah. I didn't drink until I was 18. Um, oh, wow, man. Yeah. I've still, I've still never done any drugs. I've, I've still never even smoked pot. Um, which people it's been are always like for ten days as of today, man. Yeah, yeah. People never believe me when I say that, but um, why I, is that? <laughs> I don't know. People think I look like a stoner. I mean, I, I got like a beanie on and stuff, but uh, <laughs> that's where you keep it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I use sports and video games to keep myself uh, busy and out of trouble, and and uh, I I did spend a lot of time away from home when I was a teenager, but it was always at other people's houses playing video games so that's awesome man hey dude like uh, i'm just really grateful that we got to chat today i'm I'm grateful that um earlier today was not not the greatest day we started out and i wanted you to cheer me up and you definitely cheered me up i've actually (laughs) completely forgotten about the day that that was i i tweeted earlier just like just one of those days and like leo from um whatever the hell movie that was i can't remember he's just furious he's making this stupid face i'm just like (laughs) this is so much better we have yeah. a nice chat about games and life and everything. I might even finish the night off with some Red Dead Redemption. Um, but you mentioned that you're writing and stuff. What was uh, before we get to the plugs and everything? What was the last article that you wrote about, and what kind of inspired that article that you did? I uh, I just did an article about Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of it was about like what Rockstar is going to do next. Um, half of it was like what what are they going to do next because of the whole like crunch controversy. Right. And what are they literally going to do next as in like what game? And um, my theory has been that they're going to do GTA five on the switch. I think it's possible. I oh, really snap. do. You yeah. know what, man? I, I think I agree with you on that, especially if you look at like, what are their options, right? Like Grand Theft Auto six, uh, maybe GTA five on the, on the switch, which kind of rhymes. I didn't mean it for that to rhyme that much <laughs> or I don't know, maybe new IP or something like that. And honestly, like I could see them either doing, I could see them doing the, the Grand Theft Auto five on switch and then even new IP before I see them going to Grand Theft Auto six, to be honest with you. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto six is probably, probably next gen. I, I definitely say, and if the 360 and PS3 can run Grand Theft Auto, like why, why couldn't the switch mm-hmm. like realistically, I know it's a big game and, and the cartridges don't have a lot of space, but I, I think it's possible. Hey man, just... happen. I, I think it would. I think it definitely, definitely can happen. I, I actually want it to happen. And the reason that uh, I'll close with this is that um, I don't even remember where I read this. I might not. I may just be making this up completely right off the top of my head. But somewhere, I think I read something to the effect of um, that the the environment for humor and satire these days is such that 
uh, it, everything moves so fast that mm-hmm. something that might be written as satire might be um, uh, interpreted as like inter- it, way more insulting than Grand Theft Auto is, even is. And so, like for me, I think that's super interesting because Grand Theft Auto has always been insulting. It has always like ruffled feathers and things like that. But like to the to the fact that that's something that the team is worried about now, and it's like they really like it has never been a comfortable game for most people. Grand yeah, Theft Auto has that like that aura aura to it. It's like that's a game that kids shouldn't play. Yeah, that's what um, when I when I published that article, me and my colleagues at Game Savvy were talking about that, and. Um, one of them said, like, I don't think they're going to do GTA 5 on the Switch in, like, this kind of political uh, climate. Oh, that's a good Really? Is it that much of a big deal? Because he lives in the States. And um, I was like, it's just, like, it it doesn't really give a political statement. It's just satiring, like, like if anything, gun violence and, and the L.A. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Isn't he's the like, most violent dude Canadian in that anyways? Isn't Trevor a Canadian? I can't remember. I feel like um, he is. Yeah. But uh, it it is a good point. Like a lot of people might not. Um, it it kind of depends on like if you think politics should be in games or not, or like how people are starting to view this stuff. It's it's just a bunch of garbage. Like, I'm wondering. Just... I'm wondering if it's still so. Like back when I was a young kid, uh, it was so easy. Like when the when the and the M and M's and the Marilyn Mansons were just like. They, all they had to do is say a word people didn't like, and then all the parents were mad, and the kids bought it up. And mm-hmm. so now the difference is, I think, that the kids aren't so happy about it. Like the kids, yeah. like the, so the market really isn't there to just be get those cheap thrills out of people because I don't know, kids aren't so hot to it these days. Where we're like, yeah, man, f the man, f the police. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It'd be interesting to see. Anyways. um, Tell people where they can find this article that you wrote. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. I am so grateful that we had a chance to chat today, man. You really, you did me a, you did me a solid today. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks. If there's, if there's definitely one thing that you or like anyone watching can take away from it, it's just, it's just do, do what you love. You know, don't let anything come in between you and doing that. <laughs> yeah, peace. <laughs> but, um, um, if anyone's new and doesn't know me, I'm a writer at gamesavvy.net. I'm the resident Nintendo guy. Um, my Twitter is, uh, at Sterling Gill. Um, and my name is Sterling Silver. And, uh, I think that's it. Awesome. Think- man. Well, thank you for, <laughs> for being a night owl too. And this is, this is late even for my old face. So I appreciate oh, you. Yeah, uh, I'll be up for hours. For you. You're nuts, man. <laughs> uh, what, what's going to occupy your, your evening after this? Um, I'll probably jump back on Final Fantasy 13 and then if my roommate wants to play more, more, uh, Red Dead, then, then we'll do that. But who knows? The world is your oyster, man. I love it. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, you know, I enjoy my time. Definitely. chat there I, I believe that i've i've pre-ordered red dead redemption it's sitting there on my xbox i'm looking at all the videos online talking about how this is the xbox one x version is the best version and notably better than everything else and yet i still haven't dove into it and i had a chance guys i'm telling you assassin's creed is it's got it and i just i can't 
I can't leave it behind, man. As soon as I as soon as I turn my back on Assassin's Creed Odyssey to go towards the Red Dead Redemption, it's all over, man. I just don't go back. I haven't got back to God of War. I haven't got back to Spider-Man. You know, it's just and I mean, I don't know. I have vacation coming up. Maybe comes I have three weeks straight off. But I mean, let's be honest. It's not exactly like vacation. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna be. Oh man, marathon video gaming because because baby's here. Maybe maybe I will. You guys can let me know if you guys are parents out there. Let me know what the second baby is like. For the most part, I've been hearing how absolutely horrendous it is. So keep keep it going with those words of encouragement. It reminds me of Mitch Powers' words of encouragement when uh, when Lincoln was first born, and he's like, "It only gets worse." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, this is the hardest thing ever." It's not what I want to hear. But anyways, uh, I will. You can hear more about my my backlog woes and everything else on the Xbox Drive. You guys can check that out on iTunes and Google Play and all that other stuff. And um, why don't I step, take the proverbial step back? Why aren't you following Sterling Silver yet? Go on the Twitter, Sterling Gill, like Sterling Guy without the E, and um, show him some love, man. What a great episode. He completely turned my Nate up, upside down, which is actually right side up because it was upside down before, if that makes any sense. Follow me on Twitter, at Sean Capri. The, the show, We The GamerCast, the website, We The Nerdy. Support us at Make Us Better. Patreon.com slash make us better. You can throw us a buck or more. If you like, you can support myself, PSVG, all those feeds coming to PSVG, like the Nintendo Shack, the number one Nintendo podcast on the internet, um, is also tied with Warp Whistle Gaming <laughs> and Nintendo Nostalgia. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Um, make us better is something I'm so incredibly proud of. And just watching PSVG crew take it to the next level. I'm telling you guys, it's incredible stuff. Thank you to our artists, Gary Gray and Adam Leonard, and to our video designer, Antonio Guillen. Support Antonio Guillen's extra life. There's also a Make Us Better team, but I'll talk about that later because otherwise, this is episode 176. I'm out of time. It's time for Jason. I'll see you guys next week. Here he is, Jason. I always run. You think I'd be better at timing this whole thing at the end, but you know what? Jason comes up out of nowhere. Jason, Jason, Jason. Um, I love you all. Bye. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!